This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Vikings event line right here on Purple Daily every Sunday on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Declan Goff here to take you through another edition of off-season Vikings event line. I cannot believe it. We are a little less than two weeks away, basically, uh, from the home opener against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at U.S. Bank Stadium. I've been rocking these off-season editions for like, what, the last seven months or so. And now we're knocking on the door for Vikings and NFL season starting here. So I'm really excited uh, to have my guys Kirk and Cody on here in just a bit to talk uh, upcoming expectations for the season and whatnot. going to be a fun episode. I just got a couple coveted spots left here on Vikings Ventline during the offseason. If you want to be on, though, hit me up. It's VikingsVentline at gmail.com. That's VikingsVentline at gmail.com. Again, Mackie and Judd will be... Uh, We'll be on with us during the regular season once that starts. We'll have so many Vikings fans coming on. So if this is the first time you're kind of discovering Purple Daily or if you've only discovered it in like the last six to eight months since the 2022 season ended, uh, you're in for a treat. Vikings Vent Line is one of the most fun shows that we do here on Purple Daily, and it's one of the most fun shows. You guys have helped it jump the shark basically as one of the most can't-miss programs uh, in the NFL podcast space around. So thank you very much. Uh, of course, Purple Daily sponsored by our friends at TCL. With football season coming up, go get yourself a TCL television. And, of course, hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Vikings Entertainment right here. We got main shows. We got Purple Daily on Draft. We got Before I Die with Jesse Pierce, Ross Brendel, and Judd Zolgad. Purple Daily on Drafts with Tyler Fornis and Miles Gorman, myself, too. So a lot of great different shows uh, for you at your disposal on Purple Daily. All right, let's get our intros aside here. We got our guys Kirk, and we got Chef Cody. Look at this masterpiece. For the audio audience that isn't uh, watching this right now, this is a chef apron-style hat. That, it's uh, big and puffy. Yes, look at that thing. And he said he used to wear his Dalvin Cook jersey. Unfortunately, I guess you can still wear it. it yeah. You're just Cook, right? You're just the Cook. It doesn't have to be Dalvin Cook. Uh, but quite the giddy-up here for Cody here on Vikings Ventline, dude. I, I love the outfit. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm up here in Washington State. And I actually went to the preseason game, so that was kind of like the last time really wearing it all out. I wore the apron, too, and the jersey and had it all out. So I've got, got a lot of compliments on it. God, I bet. That's awesome, man. And then Kirk, not Kirk Cousins, not to be associated necessarily, or maybe with Kirk Cousins. I guess I'll let you speak for yourself there, sir. Uh, where are you calling from? Uh, sunny Tampa, Florida. So a native of Minnesota, and then I made a life decision probably when – I was getting out of college, and it was like, hey, I'm never shoveling snow again. I'm out. Still a Vikings fan, you know, forever. Haven't missed a game since 94. Um, little background quick is I think I went to the first game that I saw was 
Dilfer getting in a fight with John Randall on the sidelines, and Dilfer actually got kicked out of the game for punching John Randall. So sounds right. Yeah, sounds right. That's awesome, man. Uh, yeah, I mean the winners in Minnesota are pretty brutal. So I mean, you got Pacific Northwest guy, you got a Florida guy. I'm obviously here in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Um, last winter was probably the worst winters of all time uh, here in Minnesota. So I don't blame you for getting out and getting down to uh, to the sunny side of, of Florida there to avoid the snow. No, no fun shoveling all this snow either. Uh, Vikings vent line though, plenty of topics to get into here on Purple Daily. Let's start with this one, uh, Cody. I'd love to know which Vikings player in your mind has the most to prove this season. So I didn't select a single player. I kind of went with three different ones, um, just the interior line overall with Ed Ingram, Ezra Cleveland, and Garrett Bradbury. I think they just all three have something to prove. I mean, they weren't very good last year. We saw that on the Netflix series where Kirk was constantly under pressure and he was injured for most of the year. And that just puts a lot of a lot of impact on Kirk. He plays differently when he's getting hit and feeling pressure. Um, and obviously the coaching staff decided to run it back with the same three guys. So I'm hoping that they're going to take a step forward and show something, but I'm still a little worried. And we've seen in the preseason that it hasn't been, you know, a huge improvement so far. So I think those three guys have, have a lot to prove this year. Yeah, I mean, interior on the offensive line, the pass rush or run-stopping ability on the defensive line, uh, both the trenches are kind of an interesting spot. I feel like if we didn't get the quarterback documentary from Netflix, I don't know if we're as focused on the interior offensive line as we would be in a, in a normal non-Netflix-type offseason, but uh, it is definitely an area of weakness because the tackles are pretty solidified. You know, Bradbury took a step forward of being at least a passable average player last season, but still they need to hold Kirk Cousins upright, especially if they're going to be passing the ball a ton in 2023. Uh, Kirk, how about you, man? Uh, any player or position groups you're looking at that you have them that you want to see, you know, kind of prove a point or make their big statement in 2023? Which ones are those for you? So Chef Corey here actually sniped my first thing. I was going to say the exact same thing. I'm not kidding. All three interior offensive linemen. Um, I'll pass on on that one because um, I think we beat that one to death. But we all know they gave up a ton of sacks. If you watch all 22 film, which they put on NFL.com, you can you can see that forever. But, yeah, the quarterback series was amazing. Uh, it made me appreciate Kirk more than I probably did before. Uh, so with that said, I'd say the second group that has the most to prove is probably not a single player, but just the DBs. I mean, how many DBs have we drafted over the last five years, which has been a talking point on the show many times. But Caitlin Evans looks good, but he's too many concussions. Um, the guy we drafted this year, I think, is Blackman. Um, they say good things in camp about him. And then Murphy, right? He's the the guy coming off an injury, looked pretty solid for the Cardinals. So, I mean, that that that's our starting trio. Um I think if they can do some lockdownness, and I'm not saying like, you know, Revis Island, but then we can blitz more. We can put more guys in the box. So like Declan said, the trenches are weak. Well, if you can stack the box and blitz, I mean, you're going to be able to stuff the run a little bit better than you normally would. If you have weaker players, uh, maybe you can scheme some things, but some group has to step up on the defense. Uh, I don't, how can we get worse? Right. Historically, <laughs> one of the worst defenses ever. So um we have nowhere to go except up. For sure. Yeah, it, 
you'd like to think the defense can finally hopefully take a significant step forward um, this season. And got Brian Flores, who's one of the most innovative, basically, coaches in all of the NFL uh, running that. And maybe if it's just a one-and-done situation, at least uh, he can put the you know best foot forward with all his young and inexperienced guys and make confusion, I guess, happen uh, against opposing offenses. I know we're jumping uh, topics a little bit here. But, Cody, what, what are your expectations, I guess, too, for the Vikings defense in 2023? I mean, they aren't very high. I Like like Kirk said, I don't think it can get much worse. I'm hoping it can get better. But um, I just want to see yeah, more aggressiveness and just provide different looks. I mean, last year it was such a vanilla defense. Everyone knew what was going on. You know, all the fans knew it was just the same thing over and over. And Ed Donatel was constantly saying, you know, at least we're not getting burned. We're playing safe, but we played safe and we still got burned every time. So I'd rather be more aggressive and get burned that way um, than the other way around. And just also seeing young players develop over the year. Uh, over the year, I think you know it might be rough at first because there are a bunch of players that this is their first time really starting in a role. And so if we're able just to see improvement week to week and them kind of building that role up, I think that that'll be good. And that's really all I'm looking for. I'm not expecting you know, top 10 defense, but middle of the pack and just seeing those players, you know, really develop, I think is what I'm looking for. Kirk, are you, are you looking at kind of first or second year players like uh, on the rookies or sophomore players uh, that are stepping in for the Vikings this year on the defensive side of the ball that you kind of want to see take the big step forward? I know Lewisine's been up and down, but there's you know, other candidates too that are going to get playing time. Which ones are you kind of looking to watch this year on the defensive side of the ball? I think it's some of the guys I already mentioned. So Evans, you know, not getting hurt and missing games for concussions. Murphy stepping in. Uh, Harrison Smith going back to his old form of, you know, being attacking and not just being cover two, 30 yards off the ball, which is a complete waste of his skill sets. Um, Our linebacking core, right? Like, I don't think we've had good linebackers, to be honest, for, you know, three, four years, right? Like. Barr was hurt forever at the end of his career, always hurt. Um, Kendricks was great. And then I don't know if he so, totally fell off a cliff, but the scheme didn't fit him at all. So, I mean, to me, that was awful coaching. Like guys are good at X, Y, and Z. And so good coaches put guys in position, what, you know, what their strengths, not their weaknesses. And I'm like, it's probably a combination of air uh, Kendrick slowing down a little bit, but I, I mean, I don't see him falling off the drastic cliff. He was just out in a ton of space with no pressure. And I mean, it made the, all of the players look bad on defense because they were just reactive rather than attacking. Um, if we want to get into some stats here, I would say, Hey, if the defense can just get to like 15th, right? 15th, yeah. 16th, you know, middle of the pack. Um, I mean, I hate the saints because you know what they did in 2009, but like that defense actually stunk and they won yep. the Super Bowl because they led the league in turnovers. Like they just, Turnover ratio, too. So we got to hope the offense can not turn the ball over. I think they did a decent job last year. But if the defense can help us get, like, a plus 20 turnover ratio, it would be amazing, right? Like, I know they're going to give up yards because we're going to blitz more. So they're going to be feast or famine, which I'm okay with, right? Like, I know we're going to get burnt. Uh, but that, you know, 1,000 paper cuts last year when it was, like, right. five, ten yards, five, ten yards was was killing me. And I, I think – Dex, you talked on uh, about the interior defensive line. Like, we can't get gashed in the running game. I get it. We're going to give up some plays, right? The other players in the NFL are also good. Uh, it's a team game. But if we can just, you know, maybe get in around 10th against mm-hmm. the rush, that would 
that would be great. I don't expect Williams Wall, you, you know, from the guys we have. But if we're just not getting gashed for 150 yard on the on the ground, and then then we're screwed, you know, because we can't stop anything. So, top ten rushing, get that turnover margin going. Be very optimistic. Uh, optimistic on on that and maybe keep the defense giving up 20 24 points a game like our offense is supposed to be the calling card right if we can't score 27 28 points a game we're probably not going to win so yeah if they can on the defensive side the thing that I've kind of been trying to project or what I'd like to see I guess is can they yeah be really good at something can they be good at blitzing can they create um, a league high in turnovers can they be like staunch in the red zone like it's not going to be an all facet defense. Like in 2017, that was number one in like almost every major category. And, and to be honest, it's pretty far fetched to ask any defense to be that good just across the board. But can you be really good and above average in key spots? I think those are the kind of the obtainable goals I'd like to see from the defensive side. Uh, how about which free agents, uh, Cody, are you looking at to watch this year? Ones that are you know recently brought in. I know it was a quieter off season for the Vikings. They had a little bit of limited cap space, but which free agents are you uh, most excited to watch this year? Uh, I think my biggest one is probably Marcus Davenport. Um, just I'm hoping that he can get back to his rookie season on where he had, I think, 12 sacks or something like that. And just because, I mean, last year he still had that high pressure rate, which was good. He just didn't finish and get those sacks. But if he can get up to his rookie season and then we still have Daniil Hunter, if those two are going off, that's going to help our our young secondary so much. I, I think if you have two solid pass rushers, that's obviously going to make everything else look better. So I'm really hoping that Mark Davenport can get to get back to form and, and really provide for this defense. Yeah, you'd like to think he can be like a you know Batman Robin situation with Daniel Hunter and Marcus Davenport, and if they can rush the quarterback a ton. Again, going back to that defensive point. I mean, that's going to be good news for the Vikings. And yeah, he didn't have as many sacks, but the pressure rate was good. The analytics and underlying metrics said, no, he was a lot better player than just his, you know, half sack total that he accumulated last year. Um, I'm really excited to watch him too. He looks like he in training camp, he looks pretty strong and physical and Judd's um, been watching him a ton. Really excited to see what he does on that defensive side of the ball. Uh, Kirk, how about you, man? Any uh, offseason additions from the last year that you really want to see uh, make an impact for the Vikings this year? Uh, I have to make a joke because, um, you know, Greg the leg resigned, and that's Dex's favorite guy, right? So, I mean, to see special teams or not, I'm just kidding. Um, I would say I'd have to go with Captain Obvious there, uh, Murphy. Uh, he actually made quite a few splash plays in Arizona. Nobody remembers because that defense and that team really hasn't been very good for a couple years. And um, I'm just trying to see, like, have we had a good corner, a really good lockdown guy for a while? I kind of touched on that on my first point, but I'm thinking Xavier Rhodes in his prime for a couple years, Antoine Winfield, right? Like, when's the last time we've had a guy that actually can consistently, like, you know, 10, 12 deflections, you know, or pass defense per year is, like, seem like that guy's stats when you look him at, plus a couple picks or fumble recoveries, and he takes one to the house every year. I'm like... I'm remembering so-so defenses like Kevin Williams would rumble down for a touchdown, you know, like fat Pat would pick up a fumble and go. I mean, I just want some splash plays because um, I think you got to be able to do that a little bit to help the offense. The offense isn't going to consistently put up 30 every game. So if you can steal a touchdown, I always call them cheap touchdowns, but like every team that wins finds that, that next year special teams touchdown, you know, 
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com fumble recovery for a touchdown i'm, I'm looking totally. for that splash play you know so uh we've talked a ton about the defensive side of the ball i guess what are your guys's opinions on the offensive side cody what are you what are your kind of expectations for that offense that crept into the top 10 um didn't have big playability but had long sustained drives obviously the personnel is really damn good the skill position guys are uh they lose dalvin cook your guy the chef there but what are your expectations for the vikings offense this year um, I really want to see, I guess, Kevin O'Connell take a step forward in play calling. A lot of the time we came out hot that first quarter. Normally we scored a touchdown, and then we would just go cold for the second and third quarter and then be like, oh, no, we're down by two or three touchdowns. We need to pick it up, and then we you know, we have those fourth-quarter comebacks. I just hope that it becomes a little more consistent with Kevin O'Connell. He kind of learned from last year. Like I said, he's bringing in Josh Oliver, so another tight end looks like he's going to get the guys that – more of the package that he wants to run. Um, so just hoping Kevin O'Connell becomes more consistent and we just don't have those long lulls. Because, I mean, last year we could have we could have turned off the game after the first quarter and then turned it on in the fourth, fourth quarter. And, I mean, you would have missed a lot on the offensive side at least. So just seeing Kevin O'Connell take a step forward in, in play calling is going to be huge. Kirk, how about you, man? Um, on the offensive side of things, do you want to see them take a bigger step forward? Do you think that they can creep into the top five? What are your expectations for the offense this season? I think since our defense, we're, we're hoping they get to about 15th. I mean, if the offense isn't around five, you know, A, we're not making a run in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, B, I mean, we're, we're not going to even crack 10 or 11 wins in reality. I mean, I don't, I don't see how the defense is going to step up enough, and I think the offense has really got to help help lead the day. Um, if we go, what's one stat I want to see more of? I think you guys probably touched on it. Um, I'm a little, like, jealous from the fact of I grew up watching Randy Moss, right? And I'm like, chunk plays were a thing. Last year we struggled to get chunk plays, unless it was like a JJ or once in a while Delvin might rip one. But everybody else was – five, 10 yards, five, 10 yards, which is good. Right. But then the defense can start creeping down on you. And then, you know, you kind of get stifled for a while. Um, that's, that's what I'm hoping to do is to stretch that out. Maybe Addison and, and a full season of Hawkinson, if uh, he actually decides to you know sign a contract, um, you know, we can start getting those chunk plays 15, 20 yards a pop. So all good stuff, guys. I love those. Offense, defensive side, I know the, the defense has more to work with, and there's a lot more um, expectations, I guess, uh, to, for that to be an improved unit. So really excited to see this play out. Uh, fellas, before you wrap, though, on Vikings event line, Cody, do you have any uh, last takes, any shout-outs uh, you'd love to give? If you have them, fire away, my friend. Yeah, so my last take, is it's going to sound a little harsh and negative, but, I mean, this team, it's, it's just an awkward situ- situation right now where – I mean, we have a lot of young players that still need to prove that they can play um, or running it back with the interior line. Um, we have some, you know, top-tier offensive players like Hawkinson that we don't really want to sign right away. We don't want to ex- 
extend them. It's kind of confusing. Um, I feel like we're just in the same situation where the Vikings have always been, where we're trying to rebuild, but not really. So we're going to be kind of like a middle of the pack team, maybe get in the playoffs as a wild card, not going to have a high draft pick. And then, you know, next season, we're going to have massive holes, you know, right now at quarter quarterback and then edge as well. And so we're going to have to find young players to replace them. And there's just a lot of questions. And I just, I kind of feel bad for Justin Jefferson because I feel like, you know, these are obviously his prime years and I just hope we don't, we don't waste them with this awkward going back and forth on, you know, rebuilding and not rebuilding. And, and so I'm really hoping that, you know, we take a step forward this year and maybe next year and, and just do something different than we've than the Vikings have always done every year and just stay middle of the pack. Um, so that's kind of my last take. And then just for shout outs, I mean, I don't really have anyone up here in Washington state. There's actually a lot of fans like that go to the preseason games, but not just anyone, not anyone that I know. Um, so I, don't, I just get a bunch of, you know, hate and stuff that I'm a Vikings fan. I just, I'm surrounded by Seahawks fans and they have a lot of passion and they're loud. So I always, I always hear that, but yeah, probably my shout out is to you guys and just, you know, for purple daily, giving me a place to go to and listen to everything Vikings. And, and then just for you guys being realistic Vikings fans, you know, a lot of you guys get a lot of hate for the things you say, but because it sounds negative. But I mean, usually you guys are just stating the facts and um, some fans don't like to accept that. But yeah, so I thank you guys a lot. Amen. Thank you, Cody. Appreciate those kind words. And yeah, good luck being a lone wolf basically up there in the Pacific Northwest. Hopefully you can uh, find some other uh, some fans and friends to uh, to watch some games with you. Kirk, how about you, man? Uh, any last takes, any shout outs you'd love to give? Go ahead. Uh, got last taken a shout out. So I got a shout out to the, uh, the, the wife, Elizabeth, who puts up with me. It's completely going into a dark mode for like three hours on Sunday to watch the game. Um, I also watch it with my stepdad, which is great. Uh, huge lifelong Vikings fan. He's like, they better hurry up and win. Cause I'm literally going to die. Um, so he's, he's on that Judd train and, uh, for, for the, my, my call out or my big fact, I know you guys have touched on it, salary cap draft stuff. Um, I know the current GM gets a lot of flack. Uh, we got to let some of his picks, you know, kind of settle them out, you know, and see how they, they fall on the board. Um, but even if you go back five years, I actually did some quick analysis here. Um, we picked 73 players in the last five years. And I, and I marked them off kind of like, I think Judd or Mackey went through it. And I just go starter. Like the guy actually started some significant games for us. Um, that's literally like 10 out of 73 guys. Yeah. So when you're getting 10 guys in five years, how do you think your roster is really going to work out? Like we blame it on cousins or our lines, not very good, but I'm like, that's a 13% success rate. If I was right. 13% success rate at my job, I'd be fired. So this is a, Spielman and Quasi issue of I don't know if they're the ones making the final call or if the scouting department is awful um but you can't be at such a bad ratio and I'm not unrealistic I'm, this isn't Madden this isn't fantasy football where you're, you're gonna get every pick right but you can't have entire drafts where you're like this guy didn't even start like three or four games you know right. like look at Wyatt Davis he didn't even play in a game yeah, um dude. We, we need linebacker help, and they picked a converted linebacker quarterback. What was that? Uh, Sherratt guy out of uh, North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. I don't even think he made it out of preseason either. I'm like, you can't have third and fourth round picks that are complete busts, like not even on special teams. No hope of like making the roster being a solid backup. So like when all the fans are unrealistic or, you know, people get hate on the channel, I'm like, 
the GM and the coaching staff and the scouts need to identify talent a little better. I mean, wow, that that's kind of why we're in the situation we're in. Like we're stuck in this nine and seven land. I know it's not 16 games anymore, but we've been there my entire life. And it's like yeah. every, we pop off, right? We go 98, yeah. right? All of the nineties, we were the nine and seven wildcard te- team. And then 98 happened. And then the next year we couldn't even hardly win. I think we won nine and seven with basically the same team, you know, 2009, one year of Favre completely falls apart. The piece is not in place in 2010. <laughs> um, you know, 2017, Keenum, you know, runs around magical carpet ride, I think, as Judd says. And then, you know, like the offensive line was rated 17th, I'm pretty sure. And then the next year, like, why is the line not good? I'm like, it's the same bad line. Like, Cousins right. is more of like a Troy Aikman in the pocket, and Keenum's like a crazy guy running around in your backyard. Um, so, I mean, like, we have those pop-off seasons, but it's just not sustainable because our drafts are usually not that good. So, I mean... That's that's kind of my thing. We got to get much better at the draft. You know, it's a good point. Yeah, you're supposed to, you know, use the draft to build your roster and free agency offseason is supposed to supplement. And yeah, I mean, a, a low percentage there of, you know, basically 13% or not having, yeah, more than about an 85 to 90% kill rate of all the guys you drafted are basically bust or thrown away in a few years is, uh, is not ideal. So yes, Vikings have to figure that part out. And hopefully it's not every 10 years they pop up in the NFC title game that it's more sustained and they're going in year out, year in and year out like some of the other model franchises. Uh, boys, thank you so much for coming on Vikings Bentline. Appreciate it. Come on during the regular season. There's going to be, like Kirk said, there's an extra game now and hopefully maybe even playoffs like we did last year. Uh, hit the subscribe button to Daily Minnesota Vi- uh, Vikings Entertainment right here on Purple Daily. We all just want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die.